We're going to say here are where your students are strong. Here are the areas for support. And they're going to have an idea of how to craft that first lesson, you know, and who to who needs more support and less support? And teachers are just out there winging it. They've got to pull this information, understand all on their own. That's not the way it should be in 2020. We're going to bring the whole concept of business intelligence and machine learning and use it to empower who I think are some of the most important people in our society, those teachers. Welcome to Solutions, a podcast produced by Soul Academy. Solutions gives everyday teachers and educators the floor to discuss their experience with education, their struggles, and their strategies for solving them. From culturally responsive education to the future of online learning, the floor is yours. Good morning, or good afternoon for you. Hello, hello. Good day. How are you? How are you today, Bo? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too bad. I love that we could uh, be talking to each other from literally across the world. Yeah, but it feels like you're right here. I know, I know. It's the digital world, I feel. It's where the future is going. Do you reckon people will go back to work? Do you reckon people will be in offices anymore? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. So we, we are coming from a place where everything is binary in our minds, meaning you either work remote or you work in an office and you do so five days. And I think what this time period has shown us that it doesn't have to be one or the other, that there's a balance somewhere between 0% and 100% that's going to work for everyone. You're going to go to the office some percentage between 0 and 100, and the other percentage you'll be remote. And it's fine and it's up for each individual to figure out what works for them. And it doesn't have to be the same in a given day or week or month or year. It's just depending on everything else that's happening in your life is going to contribute to the balance of where you wind up being. Like, what if you need to be somewhere where your office isn't? That's fine. What if you really want to be in the office? That's also fine. And life is dynamic and changes and the variables change and circumstances change and things are open and closed and you find the balance that works for you. I think that's what the future of work is going to look like. Yeah, I agree. I think what this year has taught everyone is um, two things. One, resilience and two, adaptability. I think... um, Weirdly, I, th- I feel like freelancers adapted the, the best of this year because they're so used to being in changing environments and changing contracts and jobs and doing different things. And I've, I really like that office and corporate environments have finally latched on to the whole work from home, work where you're comfortable, but still allow, you know, if you want to come into the office, you can to talk to people. Because I don't know, like we were talking about the other day, human connection is still such a strong part of, you know, humanity. You know, to be able to see people, talk to people. It is. There's an energy that that an energy that exchange that happens when you're with another entity, another like manifestation of energy, like we all are. There's a natural exchange of ions, of electrons between any two entities. And when you're with someone in person, you feel it, you feel their energy, you pick up on it. If they're not having a good day, you know it before they say anything. You can just feel it, you can see it, you can breathe it in. And when you're not with someone, it's really easy to mask the full energy that you've got. You know, when you go on a camera, it's easy to just appear one way. You know, I'm smiling up here, but you know, like what's going on with the rest of the body? You have no idea. And that's what I love about working in person. So I always like to be in a physical space, but I don't want to be forced to do it all the time. I think the difference is now we look at the results, right? How can I be the most productive? Not like the inputs, right? Not like if I I need to be here to get the outputs. No, now it's all about 
those outputs and, and flexibility. And I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I've appreciated this year very much. Um, but I guess, yeah, this us having this chat is very much about um, understanding you a little bit more because I feel like you're always behind the interviewer, but you're never... Oh, no, you're normally the interviewee, interviewer. doesn't matter. You're the one asking the questions. But I feel like it's, this is a good opportunity for us to actually get you answering the questions. Otherwise, you won't. You don't normally get the opportunity to do that. Um, so, yeah, I always like to know people back from when they were younger because I feel like it shapes them to who they are and you can understand people a little bit more. So why don't we take it back to maybe when you were a kid or maybe when you were in school because that's a bit relevant to, to Soul Academy. I mean, my education experience is exactly why I'm creating Soul Academy because I want it to be the dream that I had in learning for every student who's out there. And there's no reason why everything that I ever wanted to go through uh, couldn't be done today because we live in this world which is technologically advanced and no longer location bound. Um, so when I was young, when I was in like pre-K and kindergarten, I lived in a very heavily immigrant, Asian immigrant area of Queens, New York. And when I was in first grade, I was the only student in my class who was not Taiwanese. So I was no way. Mm -hmm. if you look at the class picture, it's pretty funny because there's a bunch <laughs> of Taiwanese kids and then me. <laughs> and I was, very that, I was the opposite. Yeah, I was very small at the time, too. So it's a really funny picture. <laughs> um, so I had, you know, I was exposed to, you know, a very different culture from from that age. Then I moved to Long Island and. The town that I grew up in, I have such great appreciation for this place. It's called Freeport, New York. And I had no idea of how fortunate I was because it's extremely diverse. Um, it's diverse because of the racial background. Um, you know, there's large African-American, white, uh, and Latino populations, all like very integrated in the town, but also like socioeconomically, you know, like there was, it very, there's a big deal of income disparity and it was all in this one like little town of 60,000 people or something like that. So when I look at my second, third, fourth grade pictures, I'm like, wow, it's really, you know, mixed. And I, I didn't get that, but because I am biracial, right? So I'm half white and half black. And I have two, you know, both of those cultures, like when you're, you're raised and uh, one's Christian and one's Jewish. So like I saw like all this dichotomy growing up as a kid. And I just thought that was a normal experience to be exposed to like, you know, income disparity, religious disparity, racial disparity, gender yeah. disparity and all these things. And I grew up with that. And I thought it was normal. Um, and, you know, I had a wonderful, wonderful fourth grade teacher. Her name is Miss Wills. Uh, I was able to reconnect with her after 30 years of being estranged. And it just really drove everything full circle. Because I remember this project that she had us do in fourth grade, which was something to the effect of all about me. And you had to write a little autobiography. And, you know, it's not something that you really think about when you're nine years old. Like, who am I? Like, what kind of person, you know, what makes me up? How do I talk about the story of myself to, to other people? But I remember doing that. And I put together all these different photographs of my childhood. You know, I had one from five, six, seven, eight, all the way up to nine. And the things that were going on in my life and what I wanted to be in as an adult. And I'll tell you, none of it's changed. Now I'm 40 years old and very, very, very little variance between what was in that report that came out in 1989 when I was nine <sighs> and what I would do today when, in 2020. Right? That's amazing. It, 
And it's, it's realizing that that's so important because kids are so pure and so genuine and they're passionate and they want to do and explore and experience and learn all these different things. Every single person is that way. But then a lot of times the realities of growing up get, you know, uh, kind of put a damper on that and like kind of squash our dreams a little bit. And we lose a, a bit of that flair and a little bit of that, of that energy. And we have a lot of pr uh, pressure to conform, especially here in the United States. It's the only country I know about growing up in. There's a lot of pressure to conform in the United States. Uh, there's certain things that we value that we view as successful and that's fine, but we shouldn't be afraid to step out and explore other things. And that's why I'm so excited about Soul Academy empowering personal discovery and empowering personal journeys and like uncovering your own potential. Like what can you do? Because if you go and like, if you could extract that nine-year-old out of every adult, right? They'll tell you exactly what they want. They know what makes them happy. They know what they wake up in the morning excited to do and they can get on that path and stay on that path without worrying about, whatever else is going on in the world. So that was my childhood. It was, it was that I never understood why you got stuff with all these facts, but you never learned like real life stuff. Like you should learn, you know, what is an emotion? Where do they come from? Why do I have them? How do I deal with them? How do I recognize emotions in other people? Where are they coming from? Can I be more patient? Can I be more compassionate? Can I be more empathetic? What's the benefit of being more passionate uh, of being more patient, compassionate, and, and empathetic. You're going to get along with a lot of people. To me, it's that social side that's so important. It's like understanding yourself and understanding other people. Because as I've gotten older and I've seen, you know, how people become successful, it's, it's rarely the meritocracy that we believe that it is in our mind. And most of the time, it's because someone who has what we want likes us. And they bring mm -hmm. us into whatever that is. And it's, it's true for myself now, right? I'm starting this business and I'm asking people to work with me. Is it a great idea? Maybe. Are we going to change the world because of the product that we have? Maybe. But people want to work at Soul Academy because they want to work with me. Like they like me and I like them. And I'm like, come on this journey with me. Where are we going? I have no idea, but like, let's do it together. Right. <laughs> and that's how, that's how the life, you know, all of life really is. It's all about, you know, that connectivity. And that's what we should be teaching students in school. Now, if they become these incredibly aware, you know, young people and they're in touch with themselves and they know how to relate with other people, then we can layer on how to get where they want to go. Facts and information yeah. and practices and all this kinds of stuff. Totally. I get that. It's important to have some direction and the ability to get there, but it starts with like how you interact with people first. And so when I was, so that was my experience in school. I like, I wanted people to learn these real life skills. And then when I was traveling, uh, I took two years to travel, right? And I went to 30 something countries and slept in a million different hostels and beds and, and all this kinds of stuff. And I saw how important education is around the world. You know, in the United States, um, you know, we have an amazing, especially higher educational system where you can go to university and you could go to business school or law school or medical school and, and all these things. And like the impact that, you know, Wharton Business School has on the United States economy is enormous. Uh, it, you know, it really is. I uh, just don't have this in other countries. And I, just, I saw the value of education and how it really implements a society in a macro scale. 
And I was fortunate, I kind of fell into working in education in 2015 and I grew to love it. And then when I saw the variance, you know, between like more educated and less educated countries and the culture and like how it impacts society and the economy, I like could not imagine working in anything else because it's just so critical. Like I truly believe all the social issues, the political issues that we have come from a lack of education, from a lack of information, from a lack of understanding, and from a lack of compassion. Like if you really knew what your worst enemy, what their life was like, and everything they had been through, all the hardships, all the challenges, mm. you know, you would, you, would tr- you would look at them differently. You would appreciate them more. Yeah. And then whatever separating you would not drive such a wedge between you, like you would be closer because of that. Um, and there's so much bias, you know, I have a great friend who lives in Ethiopia and they're having a, a civil war and there's this bridge, uh, sorry, a dam. They're trying to dam part of the Nile. And it's this huge thing with Egypt. And I just thought, man, like I've been to Ethiopia and I know what life is like there. And like the people in Egypt and where they're having this conflict, like, can they just like swap places for a month and see what, what life is like? Yeah, absolutely. how much more compassionate would that make make everyone so that's a really long-winded answer <laughs> but <laughs> in short i was gonna say i was like but that is probably the the longest childhood i've ever heard of <laughs> you are <laughs> no well i think what you were talking about before in terms of um well i have to say one first of all you i feel like you're a very mature young um kid uh when you're in school and i i would assume or potentially that could have been because you were so culturally aware of your surroundings and understanding different religions i feel like that's a very mature thing to know when you're young but it can help shape you definitely understand the world a bit better but you were talking about something that i think hits home with soul academy particularly which is allowing students or kids to discover themselves for themselves So discovering what they like, who they like, what they like to do, things they like to learn, how they like to learn, Um, you know, which is very different to I like maths, I like English. It's different things. It's like, you know, I like understanding why the sun rises in the morning, which is more of an applicable functional thing to understand. And I think the sad part is that I feel like there's an age where kids are just they're not limiting they're not self-limiting into a particular age they believe they can do everything and see everything and do everything that's why when you're young and you're five you want to be an astronaut because it's not so far-fetched when you're five but there comes an age I feel when you're maybe a teenager so maybe when you're 13 or 14 when when things like self-limiting behaviors come into play And I think that self-limiting behaviors aren't actually manifested by the kids themselves. It's manifested by what people are telling them. And which is us, who know the world a bit better. It's people that they can trust. It's adults they see as role models that tell them, ah, you probably can't become an astronaut because of these reasons. So it's unfortunate because they have these big dreams that it's actually limiting by other people, not themselves. And I guess that's what... So a big part of Soul Academy is it's showing students again that they can do and that they can believe in themselves and that's you never have to be self limiting and you never have to should you never should be self limiting because our opportunities and our potential is endless right yeah absolutely and it's like I think we also have to learn to be not afraid to fail 
right? I think yeah. that's failure is where the fear of failure is where dreams go to die. And, you know, we have such a point of finger judgmental, you know, culture. As soon, if someone says something wrong on Twitter, it's like fire them, you know, like, no, yeah. like failure is part of life and it's totally fine to fail. What's not fine is to give up on a dream and never mm -hmm. have the chance to fail. That's the real tragedy. And that's why people are so deeply unhappy. In the United States, something like 87% of workers are unhappy in their job. Is it because of corporations and the way they treat people? Maybe, but is it because that people have given up on their dreams and they've settled on something else that they're so deeply unhappy? I'm gonna put my money on that. And if you can find a dream and feed into it and say, you know what? I don't know what's gonna happen. Just go for it and see what happens and build a safety net for people so that if they do fail, you pick them back up and then they continue on, right? You don't cast them out of society. Uh, then you're gonna see so much happier people because you, you, you have a voice. Everyone's got this like light inside of them that's shining to you know, some various degree of luminosity, right? And when you're on the right path, like it's, it's super bright. Like there's a ton of light, mm -hmm. a ton of energy. And you've been around people like this who are just in the, in the right scene, you know, like you can see success in their future because they're so passionate. Their light is just so bright. And unfortunately, like we, we kind of like damp, dampen that light or darken that light on kids. Like, oh, no, you can't do this. You've got, you've got to, you know, yeah. do this and you got to get this grade, you know, and, and, and that's that's the problem. Like if we were raising kids to really just chase after whatever that dream is, be OK to fail and then get up and try another dream, you're going to see amazing things happen. And you're seeing this already on social media. Like that's all these social media things are, right? I'm going to keep making videos until something goes viral. I'm going to do a funny one. I'm going to do a dance. I'm going to do a prank. I'm going to do this and that. And you just keep shooting. Eventually something takes off. Okay, cool. That's going to be my career, right? And that's how people become famous on social sites. Like they just do something, it hits and they go off. Um, so that's, now we got to take that and expand it beyond the realm of content creation. I love videos. I love content creation, but there's lots of other jobs. And if we could take that same never give up attitude and apply it to, you know, every other potential career, then you're going to see amazing doctors, amazing lawyers, amazing scientists, amazing chemical engineers, or, or whatever it is, because they're finding the right person. We're all limited by our opportunity set. You know, when I grew up, I only knew about a certain amount of jobs and a certain amount of careers. There's so many out there. Now students are, they're only looking at the content creator. They all want to be a TikTok star. It's the only thing that they're looking at. And a lot of them will be successful, but there's so many interesting things out there. I would love to be a wave energy engineer. This is a person who scuba dives to go repair, install and repair equipment that generates energy from ocean movement, either tides what? moving up and down or waves or currents or that sort of thing. I would love to do that. If you told me that when I was 11, I would be like, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. No question about it. I love the water. I love renewable energy. I found out about it when I was 38. Oh, um. That's so, a cool job, though. Not that I can't do it, but it's just like, man, I could have put 10, 10 years into becoming an ocean energy engineer. And, you know, now I'm going to be 48 when it's over instead of 28 or 18 or whatever. So yeah, about opening up the possibilities and exposing young people to what they can become, because there's so many interesting things out there. Oh, man, I'm just so excited. No, no, I, and I think there's, it goes like it, it goes hand in hand, right? It goes in showing them what's possible, and then showing them that they can, and then once you marry them too, uh, the 
this achievement and success rate will just skyrocket because people feel like people just don't do things. I, one of my best mates has a quote that she lives by. It's that doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. So the doubt that you can't do something is actually will help you to fail more than if you just did it and failed. So, and it, and it kills, yeah, like, like the quote says, it kills a lot of dreams. Like you, like you just, you, if you think you can't do something, you probably won't do it. And therefore you just kill your dream before you even try to start. Um, but yeah, so this is very much, I guess, the subliminal kind of messaging that we want to, or um, goal that we want to try to achieve with Soul Academy, right? Well, it's one of, there's a few things that we want to do with Soul Academy. But why don't you talk to people um, and describe to people what the main goals are for Soul Academy? What are you trying to achieve through Soul Academy? So it's, it's a long-term vision and it starts back in 2016. I'll give you the full story and connect it at the end so that it makes sense. When I was at 20, in 2016, I was working at an educational startup that was a web filter. And so a school would buy a bunch of Chromebooks and give them to their students. And if you imagine yourself when you were 11 or 12, you know, the first thing you do when you go online is not necessarily like academic related, right? It's Facebook or, you know, I would look at sports or, or whatever. And so our company is a filter that would say, yes, you can go look at this or no, you can't because it's not academic. Um, and what we saw was just an enormous amount of data. Like student, I realized that young people today don't ask a question of a teacher. Like you and I might think, I don't understand this. Let me ask the teacher, you know, hey, can you explain this again? No, they don't do that. What they do is they go on their device and search for the answer. So a teacher might be talking about, you know, um, the Navajo Indians in the United States and something just doesn't make sense because they, they, they had this language that the American army used in World War II. And, it, and I would say, excuse me, can you explain that again? No, they go on to Google and they say Navajo, you know, when talking World War II. And so we just saw tons and tons of search volume. Like the amount of searches that someone in their teenage age makes per day versus someone like me who's 40, they, they're doing like 8x, right? So it's like, man, there's a lot of useful information there. And we saw all kinds of things. Uh, a lot of them were very unfortunate. Like if you think of really bad situations like bullying and even as bad anorexia, self-harm, abuse, all these sorts of things. When, when you think about one school, it happens. But when you think about a set of 4 million students like we saw, that's happening every single day and it's frightening. And so I would look at this and I said, man, if we could ever tap into everything that these students are searching, not only could you help the bad situations and the, you know, the things that are going on, but you could tell what kids are interested in, right? That natural inclination, the intrinsic motivation, the natural attraction that they have towards a subject or a career or something like that. You've got to tap into that. And then you could put the kid on the right path because you are taking the effort to understand them. If you sit down with an 11-year-old or 12-year-old and ask them all these questions, they, they may or may not answer them you know, in a way that's helpful. Like they may not know what they're interested in, but if you look at what they search for and what their activity is online, you can absolutely give them more information that they're interested in. And guess who's doing this? TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, you know, all these companies are doing this. They're mining this data and feeding it to serve you ads. Um, that's fine. That's their business. I think we can do a lot better than serving ads with that data. I think that we could really help the development of every student by understanding them and what their interests are. 
And your teachers are doing this all the time, right? They usually spend the first several weeks or even months getting to know their students. What do you like? What do you not like? What, what did you do in the past? What is your family situation like? You know, what was your school like? What was your teacher like last year? All these things, their teachers are putting together a puzzle, trying to understand you so they can meet you where you are and give you the support that you need to be most successful. So I saw this and I said, man, one day, there's gonna be a lot of students learning online and we can have more data than a teacher could even extract. Meaning the teacher is doing a great job of getting all this information and matching it to the student. But if a student is online all the time and generating all this data, we can uncover things that the teacher doesn't, isn't even able to uncover because the student doesn't tell her that, oh, I really gave up on math last year because my math teacher told me that I was bad at it. Right. I may never admit that to a person, but the data shows that, right? We can show a drop off in your math engagement on December 8th, 2020, next year mm. to your teacher. We can show exactly that. But I thought online learning was many, many years away. Um, things move slowly in education. As much technology is in there, I just never saw like it being a real thing. Now, when schools closed, I was working with school districts in South LA, right? So think um, Long Beach, Inglewood, Compton, Crenshaw, LA Unified, these sorts of things where they have very large African-American and very large Hispanic populations. And what happened when schools were closed is they, they were from low income areas. They really weren't doing anywhere near the quality of online learning that I know had, I had friends who had schools in Santa, uh, students in Santa Monica and Costa Mesa, like two predominantly white, very affluent areas. And what was happening in those public school districts was completely different than what was happening on in the lower socioeconomic areas. And I was like, this is not acceptable in 2020. This is, this is insane. And I saw that all learning is gonna be online for the foreseeable future. Now we have a chance to capture that data. Now, if we can somehow get the student's attention, we can learn everything that we need to go back to the teacher and say, hey, this student's math teacher said something really bad to them and they gave up all their confidence in math. You need to go back to that point in their math learning and give them that information because they're coming in at a seventh grade level, not an eighth grade level. Teacher would never know that, but now we can do that. And that's when I decided it was the time to start Soul Academy. And so I looked at students when I was on these, on the playgrounds, like right before they shut down and guess what they were doing? Everyone was on their phone and they were all looking at videos. So I said, we need an online video service that's specifically for education. And if we can get great content that can draw them away from the TikTok stuff for at least, you know, a little bit of time, maybe an hour, two hours a day, if we can pull them off of TikTok and spending eight to 10 hours a day on TikTok, we get one or two hours, we can generate a ton amount of data that could be super useful to the students, to the parents, to the teachers, to the guidance counselors, principals, and everyone involved. And that's how I came up with the idea for Soul Academy because there are great teachers. There are great teachers all across the United States and all around the world. And I saw the problem is these people are so amazing at what they do and so encaps like, um, like you can't stop watching. You can't take your eyes off of them. The problem is they only have 150 students and they should have millions and millions and millions of students. And that was the genesis of Soul Academy. Let's find amazing teachers. Let's give them a platform where they're the star, where they get the audience and the appreciation that they truly deserve 
serve. And then let's connect them with any student around the world who wants to learn from them. Just like when they go on to TikTok, it, I don't know where any of these people are, but I know the dance that they're doing and I'm also doing <laughs> that. Now let's take that same concept and bring it to education. So the first thing we do is we build our video platform and that's where we are now. We just launched it last week. The next thing that we do is we go recruit amazing teachers to create incredible videos. I have conversations with these teachers all the time. I've probably spoken to about 60 of them and I like want to jump through the camera and just like teach me <laughs> they have such dynamic personalities and they got great energy. And I'm like, man, I wish I had learned history with you. I wish I had learned Spanish from you. I wish I had learned, you know, math from a teacher like you. Right. And that's, that's the second thing. So we get this great content on there. Then when we have great content on there, we can go to other teachers and say, is there a teacher, is there a student in your class who you're having trouble connecting with? Right. Like for whatever reason, try having this teacher explain that video to you. There's something called Khan Academy here in the United States, and they've got millions and millions of users, but not everyone likes the way that content is delivered. They only give you one offering. On Soul Academy, we give you an infinite amount of offerings, right? We can have 10,000 teachers teaching the same math lessons in 10,000 different unique special ways. And whatever quirky way and unique way that their personality comes out, we're gonna have all these options. And as a teacher, you can go find the option that's going to work for each of your students, or you can empower the students to go on and find that for themselves. So here's the lesson that I need you to learn. Go on Soul Academy and learn that lesson. After you've learned it, we're going to talk. We're going to solidify your understanding. You're going to take an assessment. We're going to look at what you got right and what you got wrong. We're going to go deeper. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to connect this topic to the other topics. And we're going to connect all those topics to what's happening in the real world. And we're going to connect your understanding of the real world to a profession, to a career, to an opportunity, to something futuristic that you could potentially see yourself. And then we're going to connect you with someone who looks like you who's doing that in real life. Like that's yes. the vision, you know, going yes. from something totally historical, looking at everything that you've done, meeting you where you are as a student, serving all of your needs, giving you a forecast, a, a vision of the future of what your potential could be, and then connecting you with that potential with a real person. And over time, we're going to be able to make better and better predictions because there'll be more and more behavior. You know, I really see us having millions of creators on this platform. Just like when you go on YouTube, there's all these, all these creators doing things. But how many great teachers are there in the world compared to how many YouTube creators, way more, way more. There's yes. tons, there's tons, there's hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of great teachers for every subject. We're going to get them all in Soul Academy. All the content's going to be there. And a student's going to look at it like, man, I've got options. I got choice. I can be myself. I don't have to worry about comparing myself to anyone else because it's a personal journey here. It's all about me. I don't need to worry about raising my hand and looking stupid or asking some question and, and people making fun of me or bullying me. No, it's just my personal journey all in this site. And you know, yeah. the, I'm super excited for next fall when we've had students on Soul Academy for you know eight months or something like that. And that first Zoom lesson or the first in-class lesson where a teacher is usually walking in or turning on the camera, doesn't know what she's going to get. She has no idea who these people are, maybe a little bit from their academic record. And we're going to give her information on each and every single one of her students. We're going to say here are where your students are strong. Here are the areas of her support. And they're going to have an idea of how to craft that first lesson, you know, and who to, who needs more support and less support. We're going to make their jobs so much easier because we're going to empower them with data. You know, that's how businesses operate. 
right? They all operate off of data and teachers are just out there winging it. They've got to pull this information, understand it all on their own. That's not the way it should be in 2020. We're going to bring the whole concept of business intelligence and machine learning and use it to empower who I think are some of the most important people in our society, those teachers. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think they are the most important people in the society, to be honest. But um, to summarize, I, I love it, obviously. You know, this is the reason why I'm here. It's because I love the whole... Like you said, I love working with you. I think you're an incredible leader and I think you're incredibly passionate and it's genuine too. I think sometimes you can be passionate, but the motivation is, there's an ulterior motivation and it could be something else that's not actually for the students, for the teachers, for education. It could be just income or money or clout or whatever it is, but you can tell with you that you're actually passionate about this and you've been in the ed tech space for so long now too. Um, and I guess with Soul Academy, you know, we at the start, we were, there was many things that we wanted to do, but we were able to break it down to, I guess, two or three main pillars. Our pillars being one, reducing teacher burnout. And this is mainly through, sure, we can give a platform for videos, but we're also giving a platform to make online learning very simple, very easy. We're not expecting teachers to be video producers. You know, when you said before, we're going to have amazing content. That amazing content doesn't have to be a fully motion graphic studio production. It's amazing in how you present it. So it's amazing in your quirkiness. It's amazing in the teacher's, you know, comedy or the teacher's drawings or the teacher's way of speaking or the teachers, some teachers love to dance and have music. So in that sense, it's amazing. And I guess the other pillar that we have is we want to be able to close or you know bridge the education gap and that's a really big part of Soul Academy is making education accessible to everyone but not just accessible in that oh yes if you have a computer you can do it accessible in that sure if you have a computer you can find someone that speaks your language or speaks the way that you do or can understand your culture or can understand how you learn things. If you're a visual learner, if you're a written verb, um, learner, or if you're more of a verbal learner. So in that way, we're making it very accessible and we're making it accessible through culturally responsive education. Because like you said, when you were younger, you had all these cultures individually. So personally at home, you had a few religions and you had a, few, you know, you had a biracial upbringing. But on top of that, you got to experience a very Asian schooling system or schooling, you know, um, demographic, and then you change schools. And so culturally, you are very well-rounded. And so learning for you, you're able to adapt, whereas some people don't. Some people need to see, you know, a black student might need to see a black teacher. And that's not really that common. Or an Asian kid like myself, I like learning off Asian teachers just because Culturally, Asian culture is very different to Western culture. We respect teachers. In Asian culture, teachers are the most respected profession. They're actually kind of considered to doctor level. That's how important they are. Like when you go in Asia and you go to a class, you bow because that's how much you need to respect your teacher. So it's very different. Um, and then the last thing we like to do at Soul Academy, our last pillar is supporting teacher continuity or learning continuity and that's like what you said before is the ability for the teacher to empower students to independently learn 
extra or independently consolidate what they've learned in class by finding these resources and that are free. That's something that we want to make sure is that they can get free access to a endless library of content and the teacher can say, oh, you're more of a visual learner. I know. I know a video producer on Soul Academy that is a very visual teacher and I think you will learn a lot from this teacher and then give them that as a resource. So it's this collaboration of learning that we have teachers from around the world kind of collaborating with each other to be like, oh, this teacher might be really good for you. Oh, this video is really good for you. Have a listen, have a watch. And then, I don't know, it's just this whole beautiful bubble of people connecting and sharing content and learning together and empowering others. It's not a competition as to who can create the best video because there is no best. It's just difference. And we embrace difference and uniqueness because that's what makes them better society what's the point of we weren't all born to fit in we we're born to stand out that's one of my favorite quotes so this is what I love about Soul Academy and I love that you have since the start you haven't changed or deviated in your messaging and your reason of being here you've always stuck to the same principles thank you I appreciate that I think one of the, one of the things uh, that I learned when I was traveling was this concept of surrender right and kind of like letting go of the need to control things and letting the universe kind of take you and guide you. And when I gave up the, I didn't fully give it up, but like, you know, like when you grow up in America, it's like, you want to be rich. You know, you want to live in a certain neighborhood. You want to have a certain house. You want to, you know, be invested in by Sequoia and, and all these things. And when I, I was in a lot of like third world countries, I was very happy and just kind of surrendered. And I said, okay, like, let's go on this ride. You know, let's, let's see where it goes. Let's start, stop trying to navigate to a, a specific de destination and then just mm -hmm. let like the, the, I would say the, the, the thing is like, you're a leaf floating on the river of life. Right. And yeah, then when I was doing that, you know, it was very obvious that I was meant to be in education to me. This is like what I, what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just going to like go along with that journey. And like, yeah, other things will like pull you in different directions, you know, but then it's like, no, nah, like I, I'm here and I'm going to ride this one out and see where this river takes me. Um, and that, that pulls people in, like people feel that when there's synchronicity, you know, when you're in the right river, and people want to be in that in that river with you. So I really appreciate that you said that. Thank you. No, I'm I'm all for it. You know this, um, and I'm very very excited. And let's. Well, you said that we're at a, at the video stage at the moment in terms of the timeline of our iterations. Um, I we were joking just before we were like, I cannot believe that this started in September. Like the first thought you reached out to the first, I guess, team member in like late August, September, and already three months later, there's an actual product out, which is insane. It's amazing. So where are we at exactly right now? And I guess what are we, not like too far in the future, but where is Soul Academy going to be in this, the next few months? What are the next iterations going to look like? Absolutely. Um, so right now we've got our first version up. Teachers can go on, they can sign up, and they can upload videos and then they can easily find videos. I mean, fast, you can filter on grade, topic, subject, and you can search for your standard. That's huge here in the United States. So I think we've already got an industry leading platform because you can do the things that you need to do super fast and it looks good. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I realized is I've got to have 
some ability for the students, uh, sorry, for the school to control the experience. I don't want inappropriate stuff or misuse or whatever. Um, so that's what we're building right now. We're building a way for a school to control what the students see. So if they only want to see, you know, material from their school, they can do that if they optionally choose and just make sure that the experience is going to be stand like up to the standard that, that they hold because they don't want to get heat from parents or whatever if, if it doesn't go well, right? So that's, that's where we're, at. we're building out these security features to make it really easy. When I talk to teachers, they always said, I want it to be easy. I want it to be easy. That's how we came up with the name Simple Online Learning, Soul for Soul Academy. So we're going to make it easy. That's, that's our priority as much as possible. And then, you know, what I learned is like teachers also need free, like you mentioned, you know, so anyone will be able to go onto Soul Academy, find lessons and watch lessons completely for free. And that's always going to be the way that we do business because equity is one of our core values and teachers like free. They like easy and they like free. So that's what we're going to give them. Yeah. Yeah, and there's really cool things that we've spoken about too. And the thing is like, the thing with Soul Academy is that our team is incredibly, we just love to ideate, right? And the thing that's awesome with you being the leader is that anything we come up with, you're like, okay, it's never it's never a, nah, we probably can't. It's a, okay, let's figure out how we can do that because everyone has different ideas, right? Like for example, we really want to allow people to follow teachers as if you would follow someone on Instagram. Because if you find someone, because that's how Instagram works, right? You find someone you like and you want to keep seeing what they come up with because you like what they come up with. It's going to be the same with teachers. You know, I had an incredible biology teacher in year 11 and 12. And if I could refer her on to every single student that studies biology that I can, I would. She was just, honestly, I, I, I cannot tell you a better teacher I've ever had. And But obviously, not everyone goes to my school, and so not everyone has access to her access to her amazing teaching. But if she had a profile on Soul Academy, people can just follow her. So when she puts new content up, they just follow her content, and then you can follow another teacher, or you can not follow whoever you want, just like you would on a social media platform, but it's all education-based. So it's that stuff is I'm excited about too. Yeah, there's this massive gap. I read an article, two articles I want to bring up that you mentioned. Number one was how many times were you working in a company and you thought, man, I have this great idea for how this company could improve things, but it never got to the leader of the organization. And it was called like bottom up leadership where all the people are, you know, at the yeah. bottom of the company are the ones who are actually making decisions. And I said, that's what we're going to do at Soul Academy because these people have the ideas and it's about, you know, the age too. So like people who are fresh, like out of university, they're, they're full of ideas on how to, you know, change things and improve things. Like I want these people in the company. Like I want to have tons of them. And like, we have interns now, like I want to know what the interns say we should do. Cause that's what we're going to do. Um, because they have great ideas. So like, let's try it. It goes back to our thing about not being afraid to fail, right? If we, if we fail, fine, I'll take the blame. If we fail, if we succeed, you'll take the credit, but oh. you know, that's, that's the kind of company that, that I want to build. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. That's my, that's my life motto. The other thing that I love about Soul Academy is that we will never tell everyone that we're the experts of education. That's not what we are. The teachers know, the students know best. And so we've always let, you know, everything we make in terms of marketing tools and websites, you've always said, let's get it to a teachers and a bunch of teachers and get their feedback. And I guess that's the benefit of Soul Academy as well, is that we've always made it an open space for to to receive feedback so if teachers want this or teachers want that we will take that on 
absolutely and implement as much as we can so i guess it's like a community building this as well so it's not like we're ever going to be this is what soul academy is and only this it's very much here's what we have what else can we do for you and let's do it for you because we can so that's what i love about soul academy too soul academy is an empowerment platform right there's so much content out there and they all have their own way of doing things which is great I love that. We are not a content company. We are an empowerment platform. We empower creators to make great content. And then we empower teachers and students to go out and find that content. Whenever I talk to Soul Academy, like, oh, is, you know, are you going to have this and this and this and this? Like, no, no, we don't make the content. We are just the, you know, we are the ether through which all this energy flows. And we are going to do everything we can to make sure that we're empowering the creators and the teachers and the students as much as possible. We, we, we are the space between through which the energy flows. And it's not our place to tell teachers how to teach or students how to learn or creators how to create. What we do is give them the tools and then they decide what the journey is going to look like for them. And that's exactly where I want to be. So if you work for Soul Academy and you're not talking to teachers and you're not talking to students every single day, this is not the place for you because that's yeah. all that's our lifeblood is their ideas, their inspiration, their energy, their excitement, and just putting it into one place, just channeling it so that every student could learn from your biology teacher if they choose or someone else if they yeah. choose. And the other thing I was going to say was we're, what we're doing is decoupling the, the location and the school from the student, right? Now, you can be a teacher in a school and have an, a, a worldwide pool of resources to give to your student. You're not limited to just what's happening in your school. You can be a student in a physical location and have a worldwide pool of teachers to learn from. And then your teacher is there to assist you and guide you and answer questions and do all the social and emotional side that you can't get from the computer. Another thing, people think that like Soul Academy is trying to replace or be a standalone education system. Absolutely not. You can only do so much online, right? You can't, you can't get the social side, the emotional side, the support side, food and socialization, all these things we'll never be able to really reproduce uh, online. You need that from a, a physical environment where you're around other students and, and teachers. So we are a complement, you know, we're the conduit through which all this empowerment happens. And that's where we want to stay. Yeah, I love that. And I guess to just to finish, where can people find you or talk to you if they want to be involved or be a creator or even jump on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Just What's go to soulcademy.com, S-O-L-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com. You'll find our app there. You can sign up and start using it. You'll find our podcast page. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to at Soul Academy on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, we're at Soul Academy on everything. And if you want to drop us a note, just say hello at Soul Academy. It goes to me and I will be happy, happy to respond, answer any questions. Uh, we want you. If you're hearing this, if you see this, we want you. Yes, you, you listening to this. We want you on Soul Academy. I don't care if you don't think you're any good at making videos. I don't think, I don't care if you don't like the way you look on camera. I don't care if you don't like the way your voice sounds. Someone out there does. There is a seven-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old version of you somewhere else out in the world who wants to hear your story and is going to connect with you. So we want you to be on Soul Academy. 
Love it. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time today, Bo. We'll, um, we might do some check-ins every now and then to see how Soul Academy is tracking and just keep everyone updated on what we're doing. But, yeah, this is super exciting. Can't wait for people to hear this. Wonderful. Thank you for your time. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for making it to the end. If you love the episode today, click subscribe and share it with your friends. Know someone who would be the perfect guest? Shoot us an email at hello at soulcademy.com. Catch you in the next one.